Welcome to the I Respectfully Disagree podcast, episode 93. Uh, before 93? I get started, yeah, 93 of them things. I see you, boss. Been getting it in. Um, Episode 100 is, is the goal, and then that's when I'm going to roll out the, the YouTube and all of that good jazz. So trying to get okay. everything set up for all that. Um, This is the official March Sadness episode. Got some new voices with me this time. Uh, I want to welcome to the podcast, uh, Nelanie. What's going on? Hey, this is Nelanie, your biggest Duke fan ever. Oh, God. <laughs> the, biggest, the biggest Zion supporter ever. You can't tell me no different. Oh, so, hey, y'all. Goodness. <laughs> and she bought some backup with her this time. Uh, I want to welcome uh, Corey. What's going on? Glad to be here, my brother. Glad to be here. So we definitely... first in that other podcast, I know how get to this point is, man. So congrats. Definitely appreciate it, man. Definitely appreciate it. And before we get off here, I definitely want to open up the floor for you to shout out everything you got going on. Um, my hashtag is support the homies. So you officially a part of that. So anything you got going on, the whole purpose of the podcast is just to have fun, talk about sports, talk about whatever. But any Anybody that's doing anything, man, I'm I'm trying to stand behind everybody so we we can all eat, man. I love it. I love it, man. See, I just you know I, I do a football podcast from Indiana. Plan on branching out, I'm doing more sports stuff um, as well. So it's it's good. It's good. Perfect. So perfect. I know I know the part of you know getting getting it off the ground and. You know, getting guests and making sure, you know, you, you have good audio and stuff or good visuals. So keep doing your thing, man. Definitely appreciate it, man. Because like, like you said, you, you know. So it's one of them things where initially when I first started, I was like, man, ain't nobody going to listen to it. Ain't nobody going to whatever. So after it started, you know, taking off, different people started giving me feedback. You know what I'm saying? That was encouraging. And I'm like, damn, like, man, people really actually listening to it. So now we just just trying to hit the ground and keep going, man. Absolutely, absolutely. You never know who who may come across your stuff, so you always got to put your best foot forward when you're putting out your product. Absolutely. So today's episode, man, we're gonna break down this uh, 2022 men's tournament. Talk about some of the uh, the regions and some of our picks. But before we do that, man, and first of all, Big Blue Nation, don't get mad at me. All right, <laughs> don't get mad at me. Um, <laughs> what's so special about about this year's tournament in my opinion I'm not going to be biased it's like you know what I'm saying like this is this is Coach K's last run and with y'all both being Duke fans it's like I want to I want to hear you know what I'm saying the floor is, is, is for both of y'all this whole episode is, is geared towards Coach K and you know, just uh, appreciating his legacy, man. Um, whichever one want to start first, like I want to hear the background of how y'all became Duke fans. Like, where did that come from? Okay, so me, I think it goes. It's either late elementary or early middle school. I just happened to be watching basketball, and I was like, man, I like how they run things. I like how they're coached. It was just, I'm just fascinated with it, right? So then I watched one game and it turned into two or three. And then after that, I just became a diehard fan. So it's Jen just <laughs> ranked at the top. So 
And then I got to experience my first game, and it was a wrap from there. I spent thousands of dollars being a Duke fan. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, sometimes it, it's worth it though, because you gotta understand. I'm, I'm a big LeBron guy, so I didn't, I didn't yeah. made them trips. I, I know everything about it. But talk about that experience though, real quick, because I've heard so many different rumors. Is I've heard that the gym is small. Is that true? The gym is legendary, and they're sticking to the culture. That's what it is. I'm just I'm I'm just saying I know you know being a UK fan you walk inside Rupp and it's like mesmerizing but at the end of the day they've always said going yeah. to watch a game at Duke it's the atmosphere it's the experience to see which experience would be better than absolutely home in 2022 or yeah 2022 2023 <laughs> <laughs> I compare it to I compare it to Michael Jordan and his releases everybody can't get a pass oh so, god. So, being a Duke fan, everybody can't get in. Oh, goodness. But but you know what's crazy, though, is like I know so many Duke fans that live here in Kentucky. That's so why I'm like, what in the world? Like growing up, I'm from Western Kentucky. So down there, it's like everybody's diehard UK. The further you get towards this end, that's when you start getting your Louisville fans or whatever. But even down there, it's like Duke fans just coming out the woodworks. And I'm like, how is that even possible? Legacy. Well, I think Duke is mainly, yeah. Duke's fandom has no borders. It has no boundaries. We're international. I mean, there's reason why we can go and play a game in Las Vegas and have half the stadium there be Duke fans. I'll blue. And then come back for a road game in Columbus or in Indiana or on the East Coast in New York City, and it'd be the same way, if not more fans there. I mean, like, our fandom is nationwide, internationally. If we want to go overseas and, and play a game, we, people, Duke fans want to come out to Woodworks and, and show out and represent it. You know, she talked about how she's been a fan since elementary, middle school. It'd be the same way for me. I always remember, like, doing the, this time of year, you know, Doing brackets with my father, and he, he don't do brackets no more, which is crazy. But <laughs> and I just saw his name Duke, and I was like, "Who is Duke?" But is it for some reason the name just grabbed me? And I was like, "All right, that's a cool name. I, I enjoyed it. I thought I was like it was easy to remember as a little kid. So I've just been a fan with Duke since the mid '90s. Really started following them when we were we had a really good team. Uh, '99 years, and we went like. 36-2, and 36-3, and we lost to UConn in the national championship game. It was a game with, you know, had Elton Brand and Trajan Landon on it. Yeah. And uh, and that was really that was really my first favorite um, Duke team. Then in 01, we won, and that was my first my, – that was my real favorite Duke team. And then, you know, been following ever since, and then I met – Nelly here, month we went to school together for a little bit, had a lot of great friends together. But she likes dude, I like dude. Hey, we friends. Yeah, <laughs> and now we like, yeah. Yeah, like, she, hey, she's definitely ride or die for real, for real. Oh yeah, more of a diehard fan than I am. Like she's been to games at Duke. I've not been to a game at Duke. Now we've been to the so 2013. Her and I went to the Sweet 16 Elite Eight games, but we sat there and watched. 
us win against Michigan State, okay, and then we okay. said us lose a tough one to Louisville. That was a game where old boy broke his leg. Yeah, we Kevin we were there. But, yeah, and that was the real crazy thing about it was we're in Indianapolis for a Duke Louisville game. It, it, it might it it should have been in in um, the Yum Center. That's how many fans Louisville fans was at that game. That was one of my favorite games. It was crazy, like. But I mean, Indianapolis, Louisville ain't that ain't that far of a drive, and so I would have if I was going to make that drive too. And their team, you know, they got up on us. That guy broke his leg, and that that whole team just changed. Yeah, it was just crazy. It wouldn't have been for us to win after that. I'm not even going to lie. I already counted that as once he broke his leg. I was like, yeah. The crazy thing was that happened, and it was on the court like right in front of us, but we couldn't see what happened. Like we were celebrating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we we. We had we like the whole game stopped, and like from people in our section, we couldn't really tell. Nobody could tell what was going on because they didn't put it on the big screen. It was just like, of course, and, of course, right? Yeah, and people was calling us saying, "Yeah, hey. that's how we found out something happened." People was texting us like, "What happened? Oh, What's boy, going boy. on?" We like, "Well, we up here celebrating." Thank Tyler Thornton or somebody mm -hmm. just shot a three. You know, so yeah, yeah that was crazy. Man, he broke his leg. It's the most gruesome thing you've ever seen. And we just, like, it. we just we just like seeing he fell down, but we couldn't tell he was hurt. But then the, like the players on our team all fell down at the same time. It was yeah. like in shock and disgust. Like oh my god! Like we couldn't like we thought somebody had got hurt, but we didn't know to what extent. Yeah, right. So see, you know, what's so crazy is like you all sharing that experience. I was at the game in Cleveland when Gordon Hayward broke his ankle and we were sitting on the end where it happened at. So it's like, you know, when he went up for that lob and he came down, then you saw all of the players reaction. Like they just turned their heads and took off running. And then once you saw him land there on the court and you saw how his foot was like dangling, it's like, Great. that's something that you can't even like you all are saying, like everybody in the arena is, you know, loud, going crazy, and then once everybody realizes what's happening, then that's when everything just got real, real quiet, and it's just like, ugh. But going back to you talking about Duke fans traveling everywhere, I will actually agree with you. Like, I went to uh, opening night at Madison Square this year. Man. And when I tell you it felt like a Duke home game, like I was actually shocked that that many people came out. And – when I first saw this year's team, I honestly, like, I thought y'all were just going to destroy college basketball. Because what's up, buddy? There's, go ahead. Go ahead. My bad. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. There's no reason why we shouldn't have been destroying basketball. <laughs> so that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm going to get there. I'm, I'm going to put y'all on the hot seat. Um, What's up, buddy? Is it Banchero? Ranchero? I don't want to mess his name up. Let's just call him P5. P5 then, like. When I tell you, when I saw him, you know, shout out to my guy that got us tickets or whatever. So we was, you know, we was low enough to where when I saw this kid's physique, he looked like a grown ass man. Excuse my language. And they literally punked us like there was nothing we could do physically. And I was just like, oh, man, like Duke literally is going to run the table this year. Like I was like, I don't see too many people beating them. But then towards the end of the season, what happened? Like, y'all talk to me. I don't even want to speak on that. Like, no, I'll speak on it. And really, you know, you say you're a LeBron fan. 
from my understanding, he's the same size as LeBron. Or he's he's bigger than LeBron now at LeBron at his age than what LeBron is, I, I believe is what somebody told me. Um and he shoots better. Definitely, most crazy. definitely. Yeah. He um the team this year and really over the last five games really um uh, You've seen the wear and tear of everything going on this season. Um, let's talk about, you know, the last game of the regular season was, you know, that was crescendo. Everybody had that last game. I mean, ever since Coach K made the announcement he was going to retire, I know, like, every year where our last game is going to be, even years it's going to be at home, our years it's going to be at Carolina. That's how it is, and that's how that's how I remember, you know, as many Duke and I, I know every Duke UNC matchup going back to 2008, and like I know when he made that announcement, I was like, okay, it's going to be a home game. His last game is going to be against UNC, and I knew right there the pressure was going to be on the team and that game. Absolutely, and I have wanted to get tickets for a game, couldn't do it. Man, them numbers was crazy. And numbers are just ridiculous. And so <laughs> I think the pressure and for it being a rivalry game ended up getting them. And then on top of that, um, the three opponents that we faced in the ACC tournament, um, it was a perfect storm, honestly. Um, Syracuse, I mean, you've seen Syracuse and how they played their 2-3 zone. Yeah. Uh, we had already beaten them, smacked them around twice in the regular season with one one spot 20, another one by 30. You know, you're just not going to beat too many Jim Beheim teams three times. I don't care how bad it's going to be. And, you know, they were out, buddy, but Jimmy was there and knocking down shots. Wider was there knocking down shots. Um, another kid was there going crazy. It was, a, it was just a perfect storm for them, and they gave us all they could. So we were able to come out on top. So, then a Miami team that beat us in the regular season as well. And, you know, we didn't match up well against Miami or Virginia Tech. And Miami pushed us and pushed us and pushed us and we were able to come out on top against them. And then Virginia Tech, we just it, – it's real crazy because as a, as a whole, their team is, no, is nowhere near as talented as us. But what they lack in talent, they make up for in experience and – you know, the way they play basketball is just it is just it is what it is against them and in the first matchup against them we won by ten, but that was all in December. Right. And we didn't we didn't face them twice in conference this year. So it was just a really we ran into a buzzsaw. And it happens and I hate that it happened, but you know, you gotta give it up to them and oh boy, uh Hunter Couture was saying he was he decided to be Steph Curry for a game. I mean, <laughs> I've never seen – we had, like, a block on them, and he picks up uh, that loose ball and chucks it up for a free, goes in, swishes. Another time, the shot clock is running down. He gets the ball, swishes from, like, 35 feet, all right? A wild block on our end. We push in the fast break. We throw the ball off the rim. He gets a rebound, pushes it back down the court, and ends up – with a wide open layup. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. It's like certain things, we just weren't meant to win this game uh, on Saturday night like we should have. They came out. Sure. 
So be, you know, but I think all that said being done, because I, I hate giving excuses for our losses, but I feel like all of our losses I can explain away perfectly. We lose to Virginia after the Carolina game. Coach K says the best time to get Duke is either before or after Carolina. Got us at home against Carolina. Miami game we lost um, was after we had been, we had missed like two to three weeks due to COVID, and that was like our second game back yeah. without head practice. Um, our first game, our first loss of the season, Ohio State, we beat Gonzaga in the best game of the year. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. Yeah, that was we definitely beat, a dope game. We beat them in Vegas. And I don't think we go back to Duke. I think we stayed or we fly back across the country. I can't Columbus. That was a Friday night game. And we go into Columbus on a Tuesday night and play at Ohio State. And really, we should have won that game, but it's got balled down in, at the end and just couldn't score and had problems right there. So, you know, that's, that's all of our losses this year I could think of. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I can, I can definitely relate a little bit because with with our team this year after y'all punked us like that was just flat out i don't even know what other way to describe it but that was that was i i I like that matchup for us really because it was like you know those two our game against you guys and um the victory we had against gonzaga you know those were obviously one seed another two seed that, you know, all three of us could have been one seed. And then yeah. you guys, hey, you guys went into Lawrence and made Lawrence uh, Lexington for a day. <laughs> like that, I I'm, I'm still can't believe that game and how that happened. But, like, this UK team is talented. I mean, SEC was tough this year. I think some teams, Man. I think, are, are overrated. But – We'll see how we'll see how things go in the uh, in the conference. I think you guys, Tennessee. Um, I don't trust Auburn. I'm sorry, I just don't. I don't. I don't uh, trust Auburn either. And if Ty Ty doesn't go down, I feel like we would have won that game. But outside of that, I feel like our Achilles heel is toughness. Any team that that gets physical with us, we kind of back down to that. Um, I feel like UK has the shooting to get the job done. But if any team gets physical with us or they take big O out the picture, I feel like he's our, our, our engine. He's what makes everything go. And that Tennessee yeah, if game. He, if he gets close to his average 20 and 15, you guys can make that, that three ball drop. It's going to be a tough night for anybody. Definitely. Any- definitely. And I think this year, normally, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I feel like the committee has a bias for y'all, Duke fans. People say that every year, though. <laughs> but I just, like, the way it, it stacks up, I don't mean to cut you off, but it's like, it seems like every year we end up on the on the side where it's some kind of rematch game or they throw us with West Virginia. Like, somebody that's got a history with Cal, and it's always trap games. Where I look over with y'all and it's like, man, this is set up for y'all to make that perfect run, but for whatever reason, some. I mean, that's 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 the beauty of March, man. It really is. But we're in there with Michigan State. Who wants Michigan State in March? Not a soul. I don't. 
Yeah. So that's we, why I'm saying. I know. This we, year. We owe, we owe them for 2019. We owe them for, for being up to grind and RJ and Cam and Todd. Nah, we owe them. They... That's the thing, man. The, they do. They definitely say, "All right," and they'll never admit this. But these teams right here, we want them in this bracket to get ratings. At the end of the day, it's all about ratings. Absolutely. You guys are going. You guys are going to face off against Murray State. And you got to remember Murray State. You know when they had Ja, I want to say they beat Louisville. If it wasn't Ja, it was. They had a big win or something. It yeah. was, uh, no, it wasn't John Morant. Because then, um, my man, my, not my Tris Hero, um, God dang it, my man that has the dread that went to, um, oh man. But there was a year ago, there was a dude for, oh my God. They beat, they beat well, either Louisville or UK. I want to say they beat Louisville in a tournament game. It was a it was an in state school that beat Louisville or UK a couple of years ago. I don't God know, man, because I know this. If if we get there, this will be the first time you can uh, Murray actually play each other, which is why I was Ever? like, you know what? They set this up perfect because that, I mean, plus it's in Indianapolis too. I was like, man, it's gonna be crowded in there. It shouldn't be a problem for them to meet up. At all. That's why. That's why I'm saying. Like, I'm looking at this bracket, and I'm like, honestly, I feel like it's balanced. Yeah. For the and first time, it's, it's, put on. Go ahead, my bad. I, no, I'm saying unless St. Peter's put on that Cinderella slipper and decide to <laughs> look, we phone to that boy. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> don't wish that on us. Don't do that. Hey. Please don't it's do that. It's that time of year. Because I actually, uh, we'll talk about it here in a minute, but I actually got us linking up in the Final Four. So so don't do that. I need that rematch. <laughs> I need that. I need we'll that in my it. life. So real quick, before we, one more, uh, before we dive into this this bracket real quick, like I said, I definitely appreciate y'all's time. The weather's getting nice oh, yeah. outside. And it's a, it's a beautiful afternoon. So for y'all to even pull up and do this, man, I, I, I definitely appreciate it. Hey, you know, it. this is my thing. I stay talking crap on Facebook, so... You know. <laughs> so you you talked about the last game of the season, and of course it didn't go as you know one would expect. But just yeah. looking at that atmosphere and all of the the stars that came out that night, former players, like man that that right there just sent chills. And I'm not even a Duke fan. Just looking at all of that, it's like, you know, how did y'all yeah. feel seeing all of the returning players and all the love that came back into the building at, at night? I was glad to see a lot of them there. I wish there were, I wish there would have been more. I hated that there were more active players able would come to the game. Like I would have loved to see, I mean, she's a huge Zion fan. I, I'm, he, I'm, I'm so still on Zion right now. He was, he was in hiding. He's not. Uh, he wasn't allowed to leave Nike campus yet. Leave him alone. That's an interesting I, I wish topic one of, too. Uh oh. I, I wish one of the Plumleys would have been able to be there. Right, out of all three brothers, I'm none glad, of them was there. I'm glad Grayson was there. I'm glad QC was there. Um, but you know, it was good to see a lot of those great guys there, especially you know, guys that I you know made me fall in love with the school. Yeah. I mean, Duke basketball has made me really. Football is something I follow heavily too, but basketball is my favorite and first love because of do basketball. Yes. It's therapy to me, shoot. Like 
I love being able. I, before I go to a Duke game, I'm ordering a, my new T-shirt, Fanatic. <laughs> you know, I'm getting my travel together. You know, I got my ticket. It's to the point where I'm traveling by myself to go to Duke games. Like it's real deal therapy to me. It's That's beyond That's entertainment. Dope. Yeah. That's dope. That's why I, I tell people all the time is like if you have the opportunity to experience it, even if it's just once, definitely do it. The only thing I yeah. haven't done, I haven't made that trip to L.A. because the Lakers is awful. Yeah. And I don't even want to know what them numbers look like as far as tickets and all that. <laughs> I was like, I'm, right, I'm not paying for that. Not at all. No, sir. But you know what I'm saying? Like even the whole Madison Square Garden experience, just stepping in there for yeah. the first time ever. And it's a Duke Kentucky game. All the stars was out that night too. I saw RJ. You know he was a couple seats in front of us. So right. you know what I'm saying like that whole chippy rivalry going back and forth. It it was a dope experience. Um, y'all For mentioned sure. Zion though, real quick, real quick. <laughs> Do you all feel like he purposely done some of that to try to? make his way out of new Orleans or, or what? Cause I like, honestly, I, I have no idea with the expectations that, that he had even coming into Duke and his physique and the athleticism. Don't get me wrong. It's still there, but to see him go the way that he went, like to me, I feel like he was trying to force his hand out of new Orleans. It's hard to tell because, you know, I'm ride or die, Zion. But I just, I can't see him being that way, knowing his character, his family, just knowing how well he's always spoken about basketball. I don't know. I can't see it, honestly. I can't. It's tough. It really is. Yeah. Like, he's a good kid. You've never heard anything bad about him, you know what I'm saying? Like, speaks highly of everything around him during COVID. He was took his salary and was paying for the New Orleans work. You know, like, I just can't, I don't know. Right. I'm the wrong person to ask. If anything, I think a lot of it was um, his handlers. Yeah. His, either his, his agency he signed under or stuff. Now, he could he could want out um, a fresh start perhaps, but I, I just think with him right now, he don't say anything. That's the thing I have he a, does not. a problem with, you know, all these rumors where Ryan says he wants to have more input. Well, come out and say, you know, I'm getting tired of these people being mouthpieces for you. Right. Not being a true mouth. All right? Speak up. But the kid has been through three coaches. Not like, who comes in with three coaches and just going to be happy? Let's be honest. But you gotta think though, like that's that's the pressure of being the face of a franchise early in your career. You know what I'm saying? Being drafted number one, that in its own self is a lot of pressure. But it's like personally, I don't want to put that label on him. You said you you the football person. Uh what's the dude for the Raiders? Uh Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus Russell. It's like you don't want to put him in that same box, so I'm hoping that once he does get back on the court, he'll start giving everybody what we was expecting from day one. But it's yeah. almost like, did he was the only goal to get the money? And now that he has the money, he could care less about the sport or what? It's like that's that's tough. But here's the thing: when you go from let's let's just all put us put ourselves in his shoes. When you go from being a champion, when you go to Duke and win, then you go 
to a team and go from being oh and what twenty five. You know what I'm saying? You go to losing, <laughs> it's tough. I don't care how much money you make, and you still want to have W's, even though you got these contracts. They don't matter if you ain't winning. Like you know what I'm saying? That's fair. That's fair. It's gotta be tough. That's fair. Plus, like I said, you gotta ride for them. I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm so, riding for my dog. So one more question before we dive into the bracket. Okay. Now, with Coach K leaving and the history that Duke has, the tradition and all of that, do you think it will be hard to continue that or or still bring in some of those recruits or like what's what's some of I your trust, thoughts moving I forward? In, I trust in John Shire. He's responsible for a lot of recruits, John Shire. Have you heard the name Derek Lively Jr.? John Shire. <laughs> Google here. This is what Derek Lively Jr. is. He's a seven foot point guard. Oh God. That shoots like I don't want to say shoots like Curry, but he shoots that thing. Okay. All right. Derek Whitehead. John Shire. Filipovich. <laughs> My man, like, we have three American um, McDonald's guys, and we should have four, but Filipovich isn't, um, he's not eligible to be in it. So I think we're in great, great hands with John. Um, but of course, having a guy that's been not just came up through the program, but won in the program, yep. and then has been able to serve under Coach K. Knows the ropes, knows everything. Great recruiter, um, great exes and old guys. A couple of times over the last um, two years or so, he's been the associate head coach and had to actually coach in games where Coach K wasn't there. And he's won, right? And he's won, yeah. yeah. I mean, he coached on the road this year at Wake Forest. I think he won by like 20. He coached the second half again against Wake Forest this year, and that was a tough one. And we ended up winning that game. I don't think um, I don't think Duke will have any drop-off. Okay. Um, with John to him. It's just going to take time. You know, some people want to say, well, he, is he going to bring in this coach or this coach to help? You know, I'm so leery of that because I don't want him to bring in the guy that's, that's, a, that's a former Duke guy to be a head coach or that's been already been a head coach to come on his staff just yet because I feel like people are going to be like, oh, man, this dude right here, he can't coach. Get him out of here and put this other dude. He, he was already head coach. He don't got the experience. This job is too big for him. It's like, let John have his ups and downs, bump, bump his head a little bit, get his teeth cut, and, you know, give him the time he needs to mold the program and can, to keep things going. I mean, Coach K was given that five, yeah. six years. Oh, but that brings a good point. Let me ask both of y'all questions. So how long do we give new coaches time to figure it out before you fire him? <sighs> That's a that's five, a great five, it, question. Times have changed, though. You're not getting five years to figure it out. No, it, it's it, too much politics. It all depends on how what you're doing. If you can bring in recruits at a high level still, and if you're still having, you know, I get you. Your program may not be. You may have a, a down year where you have a ten loss season, 
where you don't compete for conference championships. Yeah, like but that. how or, many years? You give me your coach. I mean, it all it all depends. It, 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 it everything is all about luck. What I feel like nowadays, you need a little bit of luck to beat the ball to roll your way, and just saying, oh yeah, I'm. A, they're not going to give him ten years. And Absolutely not. No, no nobody's going to get ten years, especially no. especially at a at a. You can get ten years at. You can get ten years not doing anything at a place like uh, Georgia Tech, or a place like Boston College, and just be fine because mm-hmm. basketball isn't isn't the key. But at a place like Duke, where you know we make more money than the football team, we make more money than the school. <laughs> yeah. <I> mean, <laughs> what, what you mean? I mean, our program has a high status, and I think the UK yeah. will be the same way. Kansas will be the same way. That's exactly where I was going. Um, yeah, Carolina. Carolina would, I mean, Hubert Davis would be having his issues right now if he hadn't beaten Duke in that last game. And if he just got swept to Duke in his first year and missed the tournament, it would have been a little bit more pressure on him coming around year two. So y'all say two years out of there? I'm going to say a minimum of of three. And some of what he was saying, I, I feel like the history of the program matters because yeah. I went through the the tubby to Billy G. Oh my goodness, like that was painful. Then you transitioned <laughs> to Calipari, and then Calipari just uplifted the whole entire city of Lexington. And yeah. I'm not even a Calipari fan, but now it's like you start thinking about life after Cal where Coach K has, you know, instilled some of that into his former players. You don't see that with Cal necessarily. So it's kind of like who would fill those shoes. But then going back to UNC, it's like, I agree. If he wouldn't have beat Duke, it's like now he's going into next season. Everybody's kind of scratching their head. Like, was this the right move? Yeah, because the thing thing with with Hubert Davis is like, They've been able to be competitive and, and win some games. And when they take some L's, they take some L's. Yeah, because yeah. we, we smacked them this year, too. 98-69. I have it written down right here. 98-69. <laughs> we definitely yeah. smacked them. But then on the flip side, it's like I feel like they didn't give Coach Mack for L a fair opportunity. It's just my opinion. I agree. But it's like something must have happened though. Something had to happen. How they fired him? It got to be something else. They're not telling us. And they but it, it comes just, with that expectation though. It's like yeah, Louisville. I I don't put them on the same level as a Duke, Kentucky, Kansas per se. But they think they are. U of L still has some kind of tradition about them in terms of basketball. You know what I'm saying? Like there's an yeah. expectation that comes with it. But with all the the backlash that they got for the scandal and all of that. He really didn't get to recruit the type of kids that's normally going to come to U of L. So he got the short end of the stick, in my opinion. Like, I feel like he didn't, he didn't have long enough to mold the team into what he's accustomed to having. If that makes sense. His team was never the same after Duke came back and beat him in that, um, Primetime game where it was down like 20 points. It was down like 20 points in the second half. Yeah. 
that was 2019. It was never the same. And it just is what it is. But, I mean, he, he went from being a, a coach of a very good Xavier team for years to being run out of Louisville. I thought, I thought that was a, I thought it was a great hire at the time. I still think it was a great hire. Yeah. Anybody that brings him to their staff is going to get – Georgia take them. No. Yeah, Georgia <laughs> take them. South Carolina will take them. <laughs> Kansas State will take them. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, he can get a spot somewhere else for sure. He ain't gonna have to worry about money for too long. Yeah, not at all. Well, let's get into this, man. Good stuff, good stuff. So here we go. We moving into it, and the first question out the gate. We're gonna start in the West. That's where y'all are at. How how do y'all feel about them sending y'all west? I don't like it because I, I can't go, go west. Every, last, <laughs> last two times we went west was 2011, the Kyrie year. And I want to say 2016, we faced Oregon. We lost both those. We lost to both West Coast teams we faced. We lost to Arizona and lost to uh, Oregon. Um, we don't usually go West. Usually in the South, yeah. Midwest, or East. Indy is March for Duke. Like, That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I was actually shocked by that because when I actually saw it, you know, my son had practiced. So by the time I got home and I got to looking, I was like, wait a minute, West. Right. That's crazy. I mean, it's it, like you said, like I said earlier, you know, they they saw the teams they're putting out there. Like, all right, we want to see Duke. We want to see Coach Kane Izzo one last time. When they get past that, then we want to see either Duke play another blue blood, like a UConn or uh, or a Gonzaga rematch. Gonzaga well. rematch. They're thinking it, they're, it's all about money, man. It's yeah. all about money. TV money. They lost. They lost out on twenty uh, twenty to try to make that money back. Absolutely. And this is. This is really going to be last year's tournament. It just wasn't the same because it was all it was all in, indie in the bubble. It just wasn't the same. Right. This is going to be the first real tournament we've had in two years. Exactly. To where anything anything can really happen any year, but this really is Huge. something that we've been missing. So I don't I don't mind going out with. I just want us to exercise these demons that we have out west. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I remember, like I said, I remember, I mean, I, I know last, I think I can name to like 2008 again, how I many, every team we've lost to or how our season ended, like Arizona, Arizona, what is it? Arizona, Lehigh, Lehigh, Mercer, Winnet, Oregon, <laughs> South Carolina, Kansas. Michigan State, then no tournament, no tournament. Like, yeah, I want it. We, yeah, we deserve it. We got, if we got to go through this, and this is college basketball. Some people don't watch it; they college basketball down. I think this is a, a has been a really good college basketball uh, season. Yeah, there have been a lot of really great teams, a lot of teams that can beat you. And like another thing, like if if Duke would took care of business and we won. The conference tournament won all that game against UNC and then dropped games against like Virginia or uh, Ohio State or you know dropped those games that we shouldn't have lost. We'd be a number one seed. I would I would argue we we would be the number one overall seed over Gonzaga if we hadn't dropped those games that we did. Yeah, only because we got that win over. Well, because we didn't control our destiny. This is what happened. Oh, I got a quick question though. Let me ask y'all this. Why do y'all think Deke 
team struggle. Like, Duke, we got six players that could easily give us double figures every game, right? Mm-hmm. Why do y'all think deep teams struggle versus having that one star that, that carries the team and they win with no problem? It's all about experience. Our experience and leadership. Experience, like, there was some, yeah. There was something I saw, like, the only people on our team that have tournament experience is Joey Baker and Theo John. And both of them have played like a combined team. Choice because all high school you blew people out all your life? Well, <laughs> like, it still doesn't make it just well, we haven't, I mean, our last two teams didn't make a tournament. Yeah. And we have, we play a lot of freshmen, a lot of younger guys. And I think that, you know, part of, our environment that we put ourselves in in college basketball. We have this turnover every year. And so if we don't have experience, we're going to get these struggles late in the season. So it is, I mean, we don't win without senior leadership. Quinn Cook isn't there in 2015. We don't win. But we came out the gate eating. Like like he said, when he seen us in Madison Square Garden. Season long. It's it's now spring. Marathon. But you know what else, though? To me, in my opinion, I think it's the, the pressure of, when to showcase your full talent. You have a roster full of kids that are capable of putting up double digits or carrying the load, but then it's like when I get the ball, do I want to be selfish and try to go get a bucket or do I want to play within the team concept? And it's like, to me, that's hard to adjust to, especially in the one-and-done era. You know what I'm saying? It's like Mm -hmm. I only have X amount of games to really showcase my talent but I don't want to jeopardize the team's success either. So it, it's tough. It really that's, is. That's, yeah, that's a good thought. Yeah, mm. especially with P5. Like, he could have been doing 25 and up. But Easy. He's unselfish. <laughs> he's been unselfish, passing the ball, letting, you know, Easy. letting the other people eat. Because I was sure. like, so, yeah, when I saw him, sense. I was like, okay, this kid can get to the rim whenever he wants to. No he, problem. He has a 15-footer that he can pull up whenever he wants to. He was even uh, turn around, fade away. I was like, wait a minute, this kid got a whole bag. But then at the same time, when you look at the, the ending numbers, it's like, okay, he only put up 17. I mean, granted, he's going to get drafted top two, top three regardless. Yeah. But it's like, if he really wanted to, he could have put y'all on his back and the yeah. rest is history. So I it, think the brotherhood might have jailed too much because yeah, he definitely tough. played very unselfish and throughout look, the season. I mean, you got to think, and not to bring us up after this, we'll dive into the picks. But it's like that—that Carl that Anthony Towns team with Book. I mean, hell, we had Booker on the bench. There's no, no reason why that team should have lost. I, I looked at <laughs> that. I mean, I think UK had like three guys. No, two. I think he may have been the. Fourth, yeah, I think that you can't have three guys drafted from that team before Devin Booker. Exactly. Like, you got Towns. At that point, we had Trey Lyles. You had the Harrison Twins, which mm-hmm. I have no idea why they were even on the court over Euless and Booker. It was like we were loaded at least six or seven deep. Yeah. But to me, Cal doesn't – he's not an X's and O's coach, and he doesn't make adjustments. And when Wisconsin did us like that, it was just like, Really do like that team shouldn't have lost. You know what's crazy? I was looking back at you know Facebook. Facebook um, memories pop up every now and then, and one of my worst sports picks of all time popped up. 
Let me see if I, because I, I, I posted it not too long ago. Because like I said, Ben, because I wanted you guys that year. I wanted us to be the team that, you know, broke the, broke y'all winning streak and kept y'all from going undefeated and win at the same time. But, you know, it just didn't happen and it worked out that way. Uh, God dang man, I can't. I know I gotta find this. I yeah, I was, I was sick, man. We had uh, we went on vacation. We was at Magic Kingdom during the Final Four, so I'm sitting at Magic Kingdom watching the can't game. Even enjoy. <laughs> oh man, it, uh, when I left there, man, I was just sick. I was just like, are you like, did we really just lose that yeah. game? I believe it. All right, so it was February 2015, and I said, I. I still can't believe this, especially now with how he dropped that 60 piece last night. <laughs> I said, I know his defense isn't exactly the best at the moment, but people that are actually debating that town from Kentucky will get drafted ahead of Okafer from Duke are crazy. Ooh. That's probably my worst sports take of all time. No, I'm just <laughs> <that. laughs> <laughs> no, he had to add that in there. Poor, poor Okafer. Here's the thing I love. Okafor is probably, when I think of my 10 favorite Duke players, Okafor is top five. He's ahead of Zion. He's ahead of J.J. Reddick for me. Um, He's right there behind Nolan Smith and Quinn Cook. Poor Okafor. (laughs) Okafor is, he was a, a Duke big that was. We trusted. Oh, my God. I mean, anytime he got the ball. Yeah. What he did offensively was just incredible. And, like, he was bad for today's NBA, but if he played in the early 2000s, he is, like, he could have been something special. He was just a big man without – he was in the wrong era for professional big men. And so I hated to see what happened to him when he got drafted at Philly and got behind him. Yeah, never got the playing time. I hated that. That was tough. But, that's a, that's a fair yeah, assessment. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't expect Town to be this way. But I'm going to hit the I button. Didn't. I haven't hit the button all, 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 all recording. I disagree. But I'm going to hit it this time. I respectfully <laughs> disagree. I respectfully disagree. You said top five? Oh, that's yeah. tough. You know what? That would but make think, of what, think about what he did, though. He swept mm-hmm. UNC. Okay. He was the first Duke player to win. Freshman of the year and ACC player of the year. He was the first player in, in the ACC to win both in the same time. And he brought a title to the, back to the crib. And won a title, yep. And he was runner-up national player of the year. So, ain't like I, ain't like I picked um, Josh Harrison. If you know who Josh Harrison is, I'll, I'll cash that in five bucks right now. <laughs> Don't do Josh like that. He okay, was, ain't like his marquee folder. He gave us fouls when we needed that's that's fair. You know what? That honestly, that would that would make a, a another great episode because Duke has had a lot of great players come through there, and yeah, to right. sit down and, and try to make a, a top ten or however you would want to narrow it down, like that would be tough. That would be a great Thanks, conversation. Um, yes, yeah, Let's let's dive into this. It's West now. First round, did anybody have any any major mind blowing picks? I'll let you go first round. Um, I chose Boise State over Memphis. I think on one of my other brackets, I think I did too. Like Memphis has been so hit or miss, and then with uh, what's old buddy named Bates? Yeah, 
Baby, not playing now. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's, it's been it's been tough. Memphis is just, I don't know. But yeah. I, on this bracket that I have in front of me, I got Memphis going. That's, um, that's the only one I have. Uh, Bates, I think of Bates, he should have, he, he was committed to Michigan State. He should have ended up going to Michigan State and playing under Izzo because he would have been just like Jaron Jackson uh, Jr. for them. Um, he butted, butted heads, I guess, with Penny, got injured and played in, in what, a month and a half. All and the right. team just has just took off. Uh, I have them winning that matchup, but falling short the next the next game. Uh, I don't really have I don't really have very many upsets. I, I looked at it, I'm like, could Davidson really beat Michigan State? Possible. I don't see Steph Curry coming through there. <laughs> <laughs> Montana State. I, I just don't really give them a chance yeah. against Texas Tech. Texas Tech is a very good team. Um, Bam, I know is a very good team. Arkansas is tough. UConn, I mean, New Mexico State, I don't know about the Lobo. Uh, I don't know. UConn's playing some good basketball right now. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, straight, straight across the board. So, uh, yeah, I, I, did, I think I did go chalk for the whole first round, which I very rarely do. And I think that's going to be a, uh, a story I, I talk about here in the, in the later um Sections of the of the bracket as well, but yeah, I didn't see very many upsets in that first round. But yeah, guess what? Guess what? We didn't know I saw UMBC uh, three years ago either, but guess what? It happened. Yeah, <laughs> four years ago. Woo. Man. So yeah, I, I I agree. Um, I picked Gonzaga, Memphis, UConn, Arkansas, Alabama, Texas Tech, Michigan State, Duke. Yep. Now from there is when it started getting tricky for me because I I don't I don't necessarily want to say it's a SEC bias but y'all alluded to it earlier you know SEC wasn't too bad this year I picked Arkansas over UConn mm, I did too I, I, I stepped with UConn um, who was it that game UConn always has good marches I think was it I think Arkansas beat Auburn at home in overtime I think and they chumped us too so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I ain't sleeping on Arkansas. I, Arkansas is definitely tough. Um, couldn't tell you too much about them, but in the games I've seen them, highlights and stuff, you know, right. they're tough. There are some tough outs in the SEC. Like I said, you guys, Arkansas, Tennessee, I don't like, I don't really trust Auburn. Um, it's just something about them. I can't put my finger on it. Um, there was a team, it, another team like, there's too many Big Ten teams in. Texas A&M should have made it. Okay. Texas A&M should have been in. They're the first four, right? Or no? No. That's no. somebody else? That's Texas A&M Corpus Christi. That's oh, more. okay. That's more. Yeah, Texas A&M should have made it in over. Ooh, that dunk was nasty. They should have made, made it in over, over Notre Dame. They should have made it in over Iowa State. They should have made it in over some other teams that that made it in that didn't get um that didn't win their conference championship. <laughs> so that's just me. Sticking with Texas, okay, that, that brings us to the next matchup: Texas Tech, Alabama. Again, I don't want it to come off as a as a SEC bias, but I feel like Alabama underachieved this year. The way they started out the season, I thought Alabama was going to be one of those tough matchups. 
I mean, them beating Gonzaga shows that they can compete. But then towards the meat of the season, it was like, I have no idea who this team is. So with Alabama, it's hit or miss, but I, I picked them to beat Texas Tech. Yeah. Um, who, what about I'm Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Yep. Put, put your guns up, man. Texas Tech. <laughs> Alabama is um, – they're early. Now, I say that and watch them make a run, but I think they got – they have talent for being – I just think Texas Tech, a lot of those guys are guys that um, – this year, there's still guys that are there that have some uh, experience from when they went to the Final Four and lost to uh, Virginia in the national championship. So, gotcha. And see, that could I be bias on my end because I really haven't watched Texas Tech. So, you just educated me on something. I mean, they have they guns. I think they beat Texas in both games this year. If not in both games, I think they won overall. With them being a three seed, they got some wins. Right, yeah. definitely. And that's why I said, like, my, my Alabama thoughts is just the fact that I've seen them several times and I feel like they have the potential to do something. It's just whether or not that team shows up. Um, I honestly, I get the Coach K is old headline or whatever, but I honestly feel like Michigan State's not – nah, dude's going to run by him. If my wife would let me bet our mortgage, I would do it on that game. <laughs> for, like I said, for one reason or one reason only, we're not going to lose. Coach K's last – Coach K's last two tournament losses are going to be against Izzo. Are you kidding me? Nah. <laughs> We shouldn't have lost the UNC, but it happened at home. So I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't like, say like, that. Honestly, like, I, like, that right there, and like you said earlier, I I agree with you when it, I feel like a lot of this is about money. There's no way they let Duke slide that early. <laughs> so, so we go on and pencil y'all into the next. Um, there's no way Alabama is going to beat Duke, so I sent y'all on. And then same with Gonzaga versus Arkansas. Like, I got Duke and Gonzaga fighting it out one last time. And then for, the elite me, eight. for me, I put y'all winning that game. Yep. If we get to that point of season, I mean, it's anything goes. Um, we're obviously – we're playing better defense. Course, if we get to the point where we are playing better defense, because at one time during the season we were top 20 in the nation defensively, offensively, we know we can put up points with anybody. It's can we get those stops? If we can get stops against these guys, and the sky's the limit with our, with our team. It's just how are we going to play defense? How are we going to answer um, when a team makes a run against? That's basically what it boils down to. So we all agree. We all got Duke in the Final Four then, right? Correct. Surely. No. Surely. What? Okay. I do. Don't I judge do. me. Don't judge me, but I got us going home after the Elite Eight. They done stretched me out. What? <laughs> I got us going home after after Zaga. I love my team, but Lord have mercy. Oh, wow. I know. On this bracket, especially another one, I got us going all the way. But this bracket, yeah, well, I respect the honesty. Then that's fair. That's fair. So let's move down to the east, then, real quick. 
Um, y'all actually might y'all might cheer for this because I got Marquette beating North Carolina. I do too. I have Marquette. I'm not sold on North Carolina, man. I'm 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 not. I'm not either. They're not, not consistent. I'm not sold on them, but something tells me they're going to flip the switch. I got them. When you look at it, I got them going to the Sweet Sixteen. I got them going. Right. I want, and here's the thing: I hate those bastards. I hate them to be good because I want, I want them to be good. So when we beat them, we're better. I don't want to beat up on somebody that's no good. That's no fun. If I beat up on, if I when her kids fight each other and they, no, stop, get out of my face. I don't want that. <laughs> so that honestly, that that's my only little. If you want to call that an upset. For right there. Yeah. So for me, Look, I got. I got. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, you good. You got upset. The Gale. St. Mary. Going deep. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. wow. Yeah. St. Mary's is a is I think a, a good team. They and, and Look, anybody that can beat Gonzaga in that conference and routinely play against them, um. That's fair. They got my respect. That's fair. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. <laughs> we go. Yeah, we go. See, um, Virginia Tech. I got them. Yeah, um, going uh, eventually facing you guys. I wanted but, uh, to do the Virginia I have, Tech I do have thing. USC. Was that? I said I wanted to do the Virginia Tech, but I was like, I don't, I don't know, man. I, yeah, I got Purdue beating them. Here's the thing with that small ball lineup, man. It's crazy. Like. Our center is a defensive player of the year, and he just he was out there in no man land against them. And if I, I just don't know, like I didn't expect Purdue to lose to Iowa this past weekend, but they did. Yeah. And Iowa ain't got Luca Garza coming through that door anytime soon. <laughs> so Virginia Tech somehow, some way they can pull it off. Then yeah, I had them beating Purdue. Uh, this is another, I, I think, Virginia Tech over Texas. I mean, there was a video I saw of Texas. Those guys were happy they made the field that they saw. And then you're going to, up against a lever. Virginia Tech is like, yeah, clap it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, they were gun smoke that game. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're right. I hope you're right because it, it's making it easier on us. I hope you're right. I ended up with Baylor, UCLA, Purdue, and Kentucky. With UCLA and UK, and of course I'm riding with. I'm with Baylor and Purdue. I got UK coming out. Um, UK over St. Mary's. Um, I hope UNC loses. UNC losing to Baylor. I think is my biggest upset. Um, I have their first. Nope. I got two uh, one seeds losing in the Sweet Sixteen. Ooh, but you know what? What scares me because I I got an alert. Right before we we jumped on here, it said that a number two seed hasn't reached the final four since 2016. Did y'all get that alert from ESPN? No, it's probably sitting there. Soon as my phone's been going out. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute, I, I, I didn't know. Maybe they said it hadn't reached the championship. No, I think it did say final four. Well, Duke got a break record, then. Duke got a lot. <laughs> and I'm sitting there Duke like, got a. 
I'm like, don't tell me that. I was like, man, we a two seed. Yeah, it says <laughs> a, a two seed has not advanced to the title game. Okay, title game. Title game. Cool. It makes me feel better then. <laughs> All right. So let's go to the to the Midwest over here. Anything stands uh, out for y'all over here? Miami. Yeah, just, Miami's tough. I was just about to say that the U. Miami's tough. I picked Miami I to win that game. Yeah. physical you can throw us out the game from right there um lsu they really didn't show me much either so i don't i don't know but i did pick them to get past our state yeah then then wisconsin i got sending them on home yeah um, i got wisconsin auburn i think creighton versus kansas in the second round no nah, kansas will end up being miles a more interesting matchup than everybody thinks. I think Kansas still wins it, but I think that would be a very interesting matchup. It wouldn't surprise me, honestly, if Iowa here in this bracket as a five seed goes deep and makes a run. That wouldn't surprise me. Um, like she says, well, uh, Miami is a, a tough team. Uh, Jim Laranade is a, a, a great coach. I think he has the best record against Coach K in the last that's not a, a Roy Williams in the last like ten years in, in the in the ACC. <laughs> Good stuff because I definitely got Iowa and, and Iowa and Kansas, but then like I said, I, I picked Auburn and Kansas, and then I got Kansas going to the Final Four. Yep. What was Kentucky's record against Auburn this year? Uh, they lost. They lost the first one. Eighty seventy one. Um, I don't think is it one and one. It's one and one, right? It's gotta be. Hold on. Don't get me the line on here. Auburn lost to Texas A and M, and then Texas A and M beat you guys the next round in the SEC tournament, I believe, right? Uh, it's gotta be one and one because they only had seven losses, and two of them was. Or did? Or did? Or did? So, uh, we we might uh, let's see here. There's the loss. Or did UK lose to Tennessee in the SEC tournament? We lost to Tennessee. That, the tournament, okay. yeah. But they yeah. lost at the top of the year, too, with that 69-62. No, we only played Auburn once. Oh. That's why I was, I was sitting there. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, no. Nah. I was like, that was. Oh, they uh, played twice. Okay. No, nah, uh-uh. Ain't that funny how some teams escape facing other teams twice in one year? But then you'll face the, you'll face the worst team in the world twice. Like really? <laughs> um. So that brings us to the south, and then after this, we'll we'll jump off here. Um. Anything that stands out for y'all in the south? Michigan over yeah. Colorado State. I got. I that. wonder why they put Arizona in the south. 
Like, why not put them in the Midwest? I put them over in the West and let Duke go go back to the South. <laughs> well, they, 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 were, they were too high of a team. I mean, come on. They were too high of a team. I mean, I think Arizona's the second, the second one. And back to one seed. I didn't think Baylor deserved the one seed, honestly. No, I don't think so either. They didn't win their conference. They didn't win a conference tourney. Um, you know, they had that long winning streak to start the season, and they dropped like three or four games. Uh, they got blew out by by uh, Kansas. Nothing, nothing about. Baylor really says to me, oh, man, he's, he's got about to pull Florida 0607. Nothing about them said that. <laughs> right. So, uh, but back to the South, Arizona, I think, is, oh, Houston. Houston. Oh, yeah, I have them yeah. winning. But the I have Cougars, Arizona yeah. sending them home. The Cougars, I, I have them going deep. Tennessee, of course, we talked about them. Uh, ooh, ooh. All right. The seven ten matchup, I, I feel the most confident about. Ohio the whole, State, the whole tournament. You got it too. I don't know you got it too. You got Sister Jean. I don't know if you can see it. I took, I took them beating Ohio State. Yep. I took wow. It. I took. I'm, I'm riding the hype. I'm riding. Man, the look. Hype. Every time, every time they get in, and she starts coming to games. <laughs> <laughs> She's putting a spell on him. Is that what it is? Man, look, you got that holy water. That, I'm that, taking the it. Holy Ghost, man. I'm taking it. So definitely, um, Villanova. This is actually, my most fun bracket to to look at. Really, that's why I, say, I honestly feel like it's it's balanced. Like it's balanced all the way around. Like it ain't no, uh, we know who gonna get here. You know what I'm saying? Like it's gonna be interesting. Um. Yeah. I took Villanova, Tennessee, Arizona, Houston, and then I got Arizona and Tennessee playing with Arizona going to the Final Four. I got Villanova going to the Final Four. I have my Sweet 16 out of this bracket is Arizona and Houston with Houston winning that one. Loyola, I'm going to have them beat Villanova, and then they're going to be they're going to get beat by Tennessee. Then Houston over Tennessee and the Elite Eight coming through. Final four run. That's interesting. That's Man, Houston's just a team like they're under rail because they're playing the AAC and like nobody nobody gives these other conferences the love or the attention that they deserve to get because until they make a run they are, Yeah, until until this year. The ca- casual fans don't know anything about Houston. What do you know about Houston? James Harden playing there. Look, all right. But are they getting TV time? It's all about money and TV time, though. That's why. (laughs) There's good games on every night. Houston has a team, I feel like, is good enough to be in the Final Four. And I think this year is going to be the year that happens. Um, So. I, I hope they make a good run for it too. I like to see. I like so I like to see teams that don't have that don't make it a lot make it except when they play my team. <laughs> I hope you're right because again, it's, it's all gonna make it easy on us because we there, we there. Mm-hmm. Um, I got us smacking y'all. That rematch is gonna be money. That's um, fine. I got us beating y'all. And then um, I got Kansas over Arizona. 
I like that Kansas team. I mean, Kansas is my final two. I got part of my final. I got Kentucky and Kansas with the rematch, and it's gonna be an entertaining game. I'm still shocked at how the regular season turned out. I didn't get too hype over it because I was just like, did that really just happen? We all are. <laughs> I have uh, us over you guys, and then Kansas was in Houston, and then it is it ends up being the uh, rematch from 91 all over again for us. Coach K's first national championship, Duke over Kansas. His last national championship, Duke over Kansas once again. Bruh. You just threw a whole, you know what? It actually might happen too. Now that you're saying that, man, would that not be the best storyline in the history of sports? Only way it could be better is if UNLV came out of nowhere and <laughs> watch that happen. Though, I swear I didn't even think about that. Like that, <sighs> it would be it would it, it would set the only other championship game that would top. Uh, Duke, Kansas will be Duke, Carolina. And let me tell you this. No Duke fan in the world wants to face Carolina in the National Championship game. None. Nah. No, no Duke fan or Carolina fan wants that. Because then... C5 said he wanted those. Well, I, we wanted it in the ACC Championship. <laughs> I don't want that in the National Championship. They said we want USC. Because here's the thing. One of those teams is going to have to lose. And we're going to, and one of those teams is going to have that over there for forever. Man, y'all suck. Y'all got team 20 years. Man, y'all suck. You got suck when y'all, when we beat y'all in the national championship game. Look, yeah, ever. I don't know. want that. Y'all already know. I don't want that. My take on that. Um, Man, what? They wouldn't be able to tell me nothing. And, so, and here's the crazy thing. My realtor back home in Indy is a Carolina fan. As soon as we lost that game, text message. I ain't hearing nothing from him when we whacked that ass by 30 at, at the Dean Dome. Didn't hear a drop. Ain't heard from him a month, actually. All of a sudden, he texted my phone. You okay over there? Man, shut up. <laughs> That's how it goes. So, I got us. Chris, you got Duke. Who you got? Gonzaga. All the way. That's what the media wants, too, but I ain't, I ain't that getting that wagon, man. Want. Here's a real funny thing. Like last year, they went undefeated all the way to the championship game and lost. Got handled. That right there just tells me. There's something about it. There's something about them. Because that team, I think that team last year was so much better than this team. Yeah, they was. I just don't don't see it happening for them this year. I just don't see it. I don't know. If they if, if they can make a deep run like everybody expects them to, then it's possible. But I just don't see it. We'll see. Good stuff. Good stuff. Definitely appreciate y'all. Um, real quick before we get off here, um, you mentioned something earlier in terms of how hard it is to beat a team three times and all of that. I actually want to give a shout out to my daughter. Um, she's in the fourth grade. Her team won the championship last night. Um. The team that they, hey. that they played, that was their third time playing them. First time, my daughter's team waxed them by like 20. Second game, they only won by like six. And then last night, it was a nail-biter clear up until the end. And I, I told people, I was like, man, it's hard to beat a team 
three times. Three times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They they definitely pulled it out. And then um I want to give a kudos to the team that I actually coach, um, Cochran. We finished second place. Um nope. I was actually like wanted to cry because the kids that, that we had, we only had one kid that's ever played basketball before. So wow. to turn that team into an actual competing team as the season progressed. I thought that was dope. Of course, I wanted to win the whole thing, but it didn't happen that way. Um, I got a little bit of bias about that myself because our tournament was scheduled. The championship game was scheduled for 3.30. When we finished our semifinal game, it was 2.45. The team that we were playing came on the court immediately trying to warm up. And we're like, wait a minute, man. We just got done with the game. And they was like, man, 3.30 is a long time from now. And we're like, wait a minute, it's scheduled for 3.30. You're not going to give us any kind of break. So the referees and stuff was like, well, we'll give y'all 15 minutes. And that's all they gave our kids was 15 minutes between the semifinal game and the championship game. And we ended up up losing by eight. But like I said, kudos to them. And um, you said you have a podcast, correct? Yeah, yeah. My Shout podcast, my podcast, True Warrior Football Podcast. You can find me on Apple, Spotify, anywhere uh, podcasts are. Um, also, have a YouTube page. Uh, just Google, Google YouTube True Warrior Football. Put out an episode later this week um, on there. Um, yeah, I haven't been doing a lot of video uh, podcasts lately, but I'm expanding this year. Okay. And uh, hope to take it to the next level. And uh, yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun, man. Hopefully, we can do this again. Talk, talk yeah. more. Talk more NBA because I definitely talk NBA with anybody. We should uh, do a follow up. That's music to my ears, then, man. Because uh, originally the whole podcast was going to be about sports. Because I'm always on Facebook rambling and going off different topics and things YouTube? like that yeah. all the time. So we definitely got to add each other. And uh, shoot me the link to the podcast and all of that. And um, we'll do. We'll definitely we, get that. We camera. definitely, we got to do a follow up. So this is March Sadness. We got to do April Shower. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we should do it. a follow up after the championship game and just, you know, come back and discuss everything the highlights, the lows, the upsets, all that good stuff. I'm with it. I'm with it. I tell people all the time, man, the mic is always open. If it's anything you want to talk about, shoot me a message. And we'll definitely, definitely chop it up. Like I said, that's my whole little thing for for, uh, 2022. Support the homies. Anybody that's got anything positive going on, let me know. I'm going to get behind it 100%. Yeah, I appreciate it. This has been fun. I I like talking with people that can talk uh, basketball and and all kinds of sports with me. It's like it's funny if you go to my – Facebook page and stuff like I um what's that who was that was that two weeks ago I oh yeah that? I did a, a video this randomly we was at this bar uh, watching the Duke game who was that we were like we we was beating Pitt so it was a week it was last our last um, win of the regular season and you know feeling good half of adult beverages <laughs> and um, they're doing trivia night at this at this uh, at the bar we're doing. And so I'm listening to the trivia and stuff like that. 
And for some reason in my mind, I was like, huh, what does that mean? I'm, I'm sitting there watching it. Come. Oh, I know what it was. They were doing the ESPN had this um, best of the ACC tournament. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at, I'm like, 94, 95. Like 94, 95. I was like, I know such and such won in 94. And the Arkansas beat Duke in 94. Who won in 95? And so I, I said to Musk, like, Musk, Google, who, Google, did UCLA win the championship in 95? And she looked down at me and was like, how'd you know that? And so I was like, that's, and then I was like, okay, UK won in 96. Arizona won in 97, UK won in 98, then UConn won in 99. Did I say UK won in 98? Yeah. UK won in 98, UConn won in 99, Michigan State won in 2000, Duke won in 2001, and it went all the way like that. Yeah. I was like, how do you remember that? Uh, Yeah, you on your stuff then. That's that's dope, man. Fact. Then, like, two nights later. And he only missed one out of all of them. He went back, he was like, which one did I miss? Kansas and 08. I said UConn. Oh, wow. Hated it. Hated Look, it. I forgot about that one, too. But, 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 you know what? but, but that's the thing, though. Know, and I, I don't mean to extend the conversation, but it's like I laugh and joke around a lot. But when it comes to sports talk, yeah, I control every now and then, but I love having a in-depth conversation with people when it comes to sports. And you can't have that with everybody. It's like, Somebody, it's like if you know your stuff, it's gonna show in your conversation. And then you Indeed. get to talking to people, you're like, they don't know nothing. Like, and it, you know, you try not to be judgmental or nothing like that. But I was like, you know what, this this guy's an idiot. I'm I'm done talking to him. So, yeah, it, yeah. And it, it it is it is like that. And then like people be like, oh well, does Coach K change his tactics if you need to get away from one and done? Like guys, look. When has Duke or any high level basketball, college basketball program gotten away from recruiting the best players? The best players come into the best programs. They come into you guys. They come into our program. They go to Kansas or wherever. They may play for a year and then they're gone. I mean, that happens. That's, That's uh, a reality. That basketball now that everybody knows you got to get to the money. It's funny, like we played a guy. That either is either a mining player or Virginia Tech player. He was from the same class as Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum been gone for six years, <laughs> forever. Like that's crazy. But like he had, he had a good game against us. So I'm like, dog. I could not imagine having a player of the talent level of a Jason Tatum for as long as he had. Like, and I think I said this to to month before. I think our last great four-year player, unless Wendell Moore comes back next year, no, which I don't, I don't think so. No, it's Grayson Allen. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Grayson yeah. Allen. He's the last guy I think because he he ended his career against Kansas. If he if we'd have won that game, he becomes the last player to cross two thousand points. I don't think we'll get another two thousand point score in two kids. We probably won't. Yeah. What what's the senior night? But you know, know right. what? That's that's gonna be a great conversation down the road too, because I I have I have mixed emotions about the whole one and done thing, and even when it does come to Duke, I feel like I did see the shift in how he recruited, 
Like you didn't look he at Coach to. K. Your boy, your boy, Calipari. To me, he ruined it, and that's why I said I'm I'm not a big Calipari supporter or whatever. It's like you just round up the best kids in the country and just throw them out on the court. That's like going to the park somewhere and pick the best players. Eventually, you're gonna win something, but it's like to adapt to the times. Coach K had to go that route, and that's where I feel like he he won up Calipari because y'all ended up sneaking what y'all got one in ten and fifteen, right? Yeah, yep. So it's like to me, he ended up beating Calipari at his own game in a sense. But in, in twenty ten, we didn't have anyone. Done. Our twenty ten team was senior, senior, senior. How many years did Jones give us? Trey. Or Ty. Ty. One. Ty gives one, Trey gives two. So that's what I'm like, saying. It's, it, it's tough because I honestly feel like even if you take UK out of the picture, Calipari should have got at least one with Memphis. He dropped the ball with, with UMass and Marcus Canby, and it's like mm-hmm. for the talent that Calipari has had for the course of his career, to only have one, that's ugly. Which man. is you know, it's crazy, and people be like, oh, man, I wish I could even get to the Final Four, and I understand, like, we have, we're part of fan bases that are special. I mean, some teams, I mean, South Carolina just fired Frank Martin. Frank Martin went to the tournament one time. That one time he went to the Final Four, beat Duke in 2017, the year Jason Tatum's year, beat us that year. And then that was the only time he's ever went to a tournament. They just fired him. But, like, that was the only time they've ever been to the Final Four. Some of these schools, you know, they just aren't able to be as successful as the other ones. And I feel like – Resources. Yeah, I feel like her and I are special because we live in – I'm from Indiana. She's from here in Tennessee. And it's like we don't miss a Duke game. We aren't anywhere near Duke's campus. We aren't – there's no market, but, like, Duke's – going to be on ESPN or the ACC network or CBS every time they have a game. Yeah. You and like, right. and, and same with UK. UK, I mean, they got the SEC network we got. It's going, there's going to be opportunities for us to see our teams and like everybody doesn't have it. So I, I understand like, you know, our fandom for our teams is just different from what other people would be like, oh man, I wish I could, you know, roll out one and do it like that. It's just so easy. Look, this ain't easy. <laughs> this ain't easy at all. Not at all. This ain't easy at all because you're dealing with these guys, and, and I don't think we've had a lot of guys come in with a huge ego that want to be all about themselves, but that, those guys are out there, and they have ruined teams before, and it's cost us. Yeah. And it's just like – Back to it, resources. You got, you got to get back. You got to get back, get, get better, get more guys in, get your team better. No. Should we taking private jets to people who are sitting in their living rooms in our socks <laughs> trying to recruit? You hear me? Yeah, Coach I know. K, take your socks off at your shoes off at the yeah. door. Hey, <laughs> hey, we know about them blank checks. It's all right. <laughs> hey, come on now. <laughs> we we going to leave on that note. Let me ask you a question, though, all right? For you, a UK fan. Yeah. What What about your boys, man? Your boy uh, AD and um, Devin Booker getting into it, man. Cause I know when I when I thought about it, I was like, hold on, what? Like, hold on, 
two UK guys. And I know they've been playing with each other. I'm like, hold on. Now, come on now. You don't see Duke on Duke players going at each other. JJ right Reddick, he, he crossed the line. I'm sorry. JJ keeping it real, man. JJ keeping it real. But to answer your question, I feel like Anthony Davis knows that right now a lot of the blame for where the Lakers are falls on his shoulders. For the last two years, he's been battling the injury bug. And Phoenix is fragile. Now, he's been battling that his whole career. Like, he's fragile like, to me. No, I honestly, like, I, I didn't expect this. Like, this right here just, like, is mind-blowing. But then it's like you got a, a up-and-coming Phoenix team. I don't even want to say up-and-coming because they're here now. Like, you talking about a 60-win team. Um, mm-hmm. So now I feel like that's the leadership of, of Chris Paul that chippiness Booker's not afraid to step up and, and voice and say things now. And it, it's done rubbed off on the whole entire team. So I throw the whole UK thing out. Like at this point, it's just two grown men. That's it's just where we at now. I don't know. <laughs> I see it. I see it. Well, hey, I, I'm looking forward to hearing it. I'm looking forward to being back, man. Appreciate you having me. Definitely appreciate y'all. I'm going to get this up. Hopefully, first thing in the morning, I'll be sure to tag everybody. And Perfect. Again, um, I'll be sure to uh, shout out the, the podcast and get all that going as well, too. Oh, and shout out to the number one uh, Duke fan in the whole wide world that's on Twitter, Big Tim. Shout out to Big Tim out there, all right? If he, if he hears this, you know, my Duke people out there, if y'all hear this, tag Big Tim in this. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Big Blue Nation definitely going to be on me now because y'all giving Duke shout outs and everything. Oh, Lord. D-D-N, you hear me? <laughs> Blue Devil Nation, nothing better. Appreciate uh, y'all. <laughs>